Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back, That Thing I Doers, That Thing I Dudes, Dudettes, Doodly Doo Doo Doos. Doodorinos. Hello, all. Hi, everyone. Hey, everybody. Uh, guess what? Guess what? Rule what, of threes. Darren? We didn't have guests this week. We didn't we have guests. We don't have guests this week. We don't have guests this week. La 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 la. Hey. I'm sure there's a lot of professional podcasts with like, you know, an, a whole staff of people. It's literally just me, Esty, and, and, and Terrence, who works probably harder than all of us combined because he has to like edit this stuff and he has to get it out there. And it's a whole lot of work. But most of the guests are just me and Esty. And as the pandemic Lovato times are slowly, slowly uh, not reverting, but uh, becoming more and more busy than they have been. People are busy. It's People are busy. And I feel like I've been working my ass off getting really cool guests, but they inevitably are like, hey, I, you know, I can't this today or tomorrow because, you know, that's how life works. People yeah. have schedules, Darren. And you know they what? Schedules. That's okay because we always make the time. We make the time, which is, I guess, what we the show make the time. is for. And that's, that's okay. That's okay. You've been my favorite guest so far. And you have been my favorite guest. And I was See? just saying before we started, Terrence it ain't a bad guest either. He's the silent Terrence, stunner, guys. You know what? I can't wait to meet. You met Terrence IRL. I haven't met Terrence IRL yeah. yet. We had, a, we had a great time. Terry. I love Terry. He's a good guy. Guys, give He's it up for guy. Terrence. Wherever you are, wherever you're Terrence. sitting, wherever you're listening to this, give him a couple snaps. Well, what are you to go, Terrence? Yeah, Terrence can stay. Speaking of IRL, we just saw each other IRL. I know, and it was so nice. We had so much fun. We had a lot of fun. Las Vegas, and I texted you annoyed at myself. I can't believe we didn't get one one picture together. I was so in the moment that we that you know you think this goes back to my whole thing with posting. I'm just t- like I didn't even think about it. I didn't think about it. I took picture. I took pictures of you like playing your ass off, looking cool on stage, doing a great job, Thank rocking you, out. Life is beautiful fest. But I did not actually uh, document us uh, being together. I just was there in person with you. Yeah, I think that's probably, to me, that seems like the move, honestly. Because the truth is, is like, we take pictures together all the time. It would have been a good thing to like have it for posterity's sake. But I think it's more... For a podcast that we do every week. (laughs) That's true. That's true. We could have posted something. Oh, boy. I'm an idiot. But I think think that that's probably a good thing. You and and, and Mia were having... First of all, you guys looked incredible. We really went for it. I'll have to post those pictures. There was like, was it was that line of like, are we too on the nose, or is this just nailing the bullseye? No, to for just just so everyone knows, you looked straight out of Fear and Loathing. You were very much the drugs took hold 
around Barstow. I (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah, it was very gonzo. It was very gonzo. Um, And Mia was just like a disco ball. Yep. Yep, that's that sounds about right. That's she that's, looked incredible. That's my wife. That's yeah, your we did wife. Look very cool. I actually had a different look planned, and she she actually suggested half the shit that I ended up wearing. So big big props to Mia. I was obsessed with what you were wearing, and I was also obsessed with the the way. For all of you that that don't know, I think Darren and Mia are such couple goals because you guys really have this un, like you you have this thirst for adventure you're so you guys are so kind of fly by the seat of your pants and it's yes it's, we are it's inspiring to me because i i don't oh, have thanks. enough of that and when i tell you like the morning that i just for so our audience knows i was taking off from los angeles saturday morning after we had played in Santa Barbara, which was incredible and really fun. And I should note that at this point, I had just flown back in from Nashville, like that night, late night, early morning. Yeah, we had like talked the night before or we had been texting the night before and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to make it to back to LA in time or I don't know. And I was right. like, well, you know, if you do make it back, there are two passes with you and me as name on it if you choose to take them. Yeah. And we're on Don't the tarmac the time. and and Darren's like, okay, we're coming. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. SD Heim of the Heim sisters of the band Heim who are playing before Green Day to bring back oh to our God. love of Green Day, like just offered me two free tickets. And I'm like, uh, yeah, like what am I doing? Of course. <laughs> you know, we're not going to always be able to do this when I'm like working more, we're traveling, there's other obligations. It's so it's like while we have these open pockets of time, like nobody's you know, sits somewhere on a bench at the end of their days going, oh man, I really should have had like less fun, especially when it was offered <laughs> yeah. at a discount. Um, so yeah, that's why I we know. went and I'm so glad we did. We Both me and I were like, we're so glad we went and I was exhausted, but it was kind of like the exclamation point to this insane marathon because the last two podcasts I've been in like two cities. It was like, it was Greece, New York, DC, Nashville, Nashville LA, uh, Vegas. LA, Vegas. So now we're we're back here. And now back in LA. But it was worth it. You did a great, great job. It was a great show. I, I know it wasn't a, a totally you guys show. When you're on a festival lineup, you kind of do more of a, I suppose, a festival Agreed. Uh, set, right? Yes. Is that like? Do you guys consciously think about that? Like, okay, there maybe this isn't exclusively Haim fans. There's other people, so we'll stick to this. Or do you not care? Yeah. Well, that's not lost on me. I knew that the majority of the people, at least in the first you know, 20 rows were probably, you know, diehard Green Day fans. But oh, again, because right, they're waiting for Green Day. Yeah, of course. And if I wasn't performing, I would have been one of those people, man. That, that's where actually we lost you because I thought I was just going to check them out for a second and like an idiot. Like, why would I do that? And uh, the no. second they started, the second they end ended their set, I was just in rapture. I've seen them a few times, yeah. but like, you know, I feel like once at least every. Oh, my God. Almost every decade. Like, wow. You've seen of them? my life? Yeah, because I've seen them. I saw them as a teenager. I definitely saw I saw them in my teens. I saw them in my 20s. And I've seen them now in my 30s. That's insane. Did you see American Idiot on Broadway? Uh, I didn't see it on Broadway. I saw it, uh, I saw it uh, in Oakland when it was starting in the Bay Area, where he's oh. from. Um, where, where Billy Joe and the boys are from. But that was a while ago. But I have a lot of friends that have done the show. In fact, I actually, one of the... Uh, the last auditions I had, there's a few last auditions before Glee that all have funny stories that tied stories tied to them. But I went out for the tour 
I think for a swing for American Idiot. And Whoa. in my mind, I was like, you know what? Like I'm in my mind at this time, I'm definitely not like a musical theater person. Like I love musical theater, but this was the only world where I thought I could maybe do a, you know, a, a tour or a Broadway show. Cause I was like, okay, I play guitar, I play the drums, I play, like, I, I can play all of these songs Everything. with my eyes closed. Yes. Yes. I'm not a dancer, but this is all athletic moving around. So I can, I can do this choreography. I can sing this book. Like everything about it is like, I got this. And I had a couple callbacks. I didn't get the gig, but that uh, director, Michael Mayer, several years later, even though he didn't cast me on that tour, was stuck with me as a lead uh, in Hedwig when I <laughs> when I ended up replacing. Uh, oh no um, way! Uh, oh, Jack I didn't Aaron know Mitchell. that. Yeah, so it's just one of these funny moments of like you just never. You I never got know. you. But, like, gotcha, I got bitch. you in the end. I got you. Got you. Now you're stuck with me. You're stuck Thought I was with gonna be a forever. touring swing, but now I'm a Broadway lead. And look where I am now. Like now. Isn't that funny? Yeah, but I didn't get it. And if I had gotten that, I don't know if I would have. Uh, I mean, obviously, I would have made the schedule work. But uh, Glee came in like maybe a month or two later. See, everything happens for a reason. Honestly, did you catch uh, Green Day? So no, but I like you had a lot of friends that were in the show. Right. And that's the thing is like, while we were touring, I would get, my friends would be like, oh, you're in New York or, oh, you're in, you know, Chicago, like we're doing American Idiot and I just wouldn't have the time. So it was a big bummer because that music is like high school for me. I actually meant, did you see them at Life's Beautiful specifically? Because after oh. your show, it's kind of weird. Like you play a gig, you're pretty tired. Like I don't expect you to go out and go watch a band afterwards, even though they are Green Day. It's like you've you know, well, had a long day. Well, Darren, that was the thing is, so like we finished... We finished the set. We felt really great. We went backstage. We went back to our trailer. It's a tradition within our band that we have post-show pizza, which I think you yeah, might have partaken I definitely, in. I definitely put a big dent in that pizza. Thank the pizza you, pizza was delicious. So we had post-show pizza. And there was like maybe like an hour between us and Green Day. Right. Yes, I think there was. Yeah, around an hour. I mean, listen, like they had their production was immaculate there was a lot going on there was pyro yep a lot of a lot of fireworks a lot of fire a lot of fireworks a lot of moving like lights like light rigs that turn into shapes there was like yeah. a lot of mechanical things happening so to set that up took a long time anyway we had post-tour pizza we had post-show pizza and then my sisters and i went into the crowd and we watched the set and fully danced the entire time. Yeah, me too. Um, especially to when Hitchin' a Ride came oh, on. Oh, that was fucking cool. It was like it unlocked this memory. I hadn't heard that song in so long. Man, yeah, that you just and hit it, it unlocked hit something. I know, I know. And then so we we like we stayed and like it was me, it was me, Danielle, Alana, Henry, Kane, and Taylor. And we were all watching. And then I think we, I think, you know, at the end of, at the end of um, festivals, if you're, unless you're going to stay till the very, very, very end, what they do is they, they hold the doors so that the, the band can leave so that no right. one can leave. So we wanted to leave before because I needed to go to, I needed to go to sleep. So like, yeah, we you left guys are exhausted. Early. You had a show the night we were before. So tired. Yeah. That's why I asked if you stuck around to see the band that Cause I figured you guys would have been. Oh no, we stuck knocked. around, but the, the biggest moment for me was, so we were walking down like the production lane mm -hmm. towards the, the back. towards the, 
No, like in the it, like from from front of house to the stage. Yes, sure. To then get yes. out. And I'm we're walking down the production lane and I lock eyes with Mike, the bass player. Oh, yeah. We lock eyes. We lock eyes. And he looks at me and he takes his right hand and starts pounding on his heart. Nice. As I'm walking down. And then I just immediately burst into tears. <laughs> I mean, like, that's, like that's projectile, a projectile tears. Just anime, out of my anime eyes. tears going. Yeah. You know, they have an arc to them. Out of Mike my Durant, eyes, baby. Mike Dirt looked into your soul and said, "Hey, yeah." Hey, I was like, "I appreciate you." I was like, "You see me?" I felt. I literally felt seen. I mean, you're you're in the pantheon of cool rock bassists, man. You're right up there with the best of them now. I was. I listen. That sentence will never make sense to me. I don't know what that means. I like fully, I fully like, I, it was such a, it was such a surreal moment for me. That's all. That's all I can. That's all I can. I'm tell sure. You. I, I mean, it speaks for itself. You don't have to. Exp- I mean, I get it. How, how incredible. I mean, I was just freaking out just being in their proximity. I think, I mean, God, so many things were occurring to me as I was watching green day. I've talked, we've talked about this a lot in the podcast of like, you know, what it takes to be an artist. And I, I have this belief that, you know, 80 to 90% of the shit that really makes people, great artists is shit that you like don't necessarily see all the time, which is, you know, like, yes, uh, their songs are good. They're great performers, but you know, Billy Joe's in his fucking fifties, man. And he's up there like a virile, like teenager. Yeah. He's, and he's just, and he can wield the crowd with like this, like sorcerer's ability and just gives 130 fucking percent. And it's just a show and it's like, yeah, we were just talking about the pyrotechnics and the lights and everything. If you stripped all that away, it would still be a fucking like amazing rock insane show. Insane rock show. I know. Yeah. And you're oh and you just I'm so inspired by that. And he sounds Same. good and he's cool and he's got all the charisma. And you're like, this is why you're a fucking rock star. Like it doesn't you can't just have good songs. You know, it just there's so much more to it, and um, no, you yeah, no. It's, it's so inspiring to be reminded of that because three fucking decades of just smashing it, you know. Yeah, I remember getting Dookie as like an eight year old back in like '94, and that's the thing is like to have that many hits and that many like incredible songs. Like, of course, like the audience is going to be in the palm of your hand the entire time, like entire like time. hanging on every word. Which is what happened. Literally. He was like a conductor. It literally was like a scene out of Fantasia. He said a cool thing where he's like, how many how many old school uh, Green Day fans do we have here? And he said, I'd like to think of them as middle school. Middle, sc- uh, middle school. I know. And I was like, try that elementary school, my dog. Yeah, that was, that was a good line. And also, I remember by the time like American Idiot came out, I was like, like classic Green Day to me was more like Nimrod. Yeah. You know? And I get this that. new shit was like, yeah, it's it's pretty cool, but it's like not as good as the old shit. And now that shit is is older. Is the and old there's new stuff. Green Day I shit. Know. And I saw younger people singing along to the the later hits and not knowing the Dookie stuff. Like they did a they did one of my favorite songs off Dookie, which is She. And I was really thrilled because he said, This is my favorite song off Dookie. And I was like, Yes! He really? That was I his do. favorite song off Dookie? I missed that. She No, I can't sing it. Uh, you'll get one note. Legal if, only gets if one note. Anyone listening who hasn't heard Dookie, please do yourself a favor and listen to, to Dookie by Green Day. It's a sem- it's it's this, it, it is a seminal record. album of my life. I didn't even realize I started getting emotional in the way that you're crying anime tears. Like, yeah, it, like like you felt like during Hitching a Ride, it just hits that thing in you where you're like, God, this 
it, this just like the the what's the word I'm looking for? It's like an epipen of like yeah, this not necessarily nostalgia, but dialing into that feeling of like infinite possibility when you're a kid, you know, of like oh, abandon yeah. and shit you can't like a lightning that you can't put back in the bottle <laughs> you know you get a yeah. taste of it but i think it was shows. also amplified right by the fact that we haven't seen live music in so long and so to, like, oh, totally. feel that nostalgia like the nostalgia sandwich and yeah, like the one-two punch of like watching a band that like i loved so much as a kid on top of not seeing live music in so long and being in a crowd of people who also enjoy it. We're also along. feeling that. Yes. Yeah. It was really who special. We're also jumping around and getting so excited when, you know, he starts playing Welcome to Paradise or Basket Case and everyone's like, oh. Oh my God. If, if there had been a video on me, you would have just literally seen me punching the air. I literally, with both arms, was doing like a Taibo class. <laughs> that makes sense. I was probably not too far off from that. I was like, yeah. Yeah, that Taibo was, was a good. That's, I'll just steal that. I was like this the whole time. So Green Day fucking rules. Everybody knows this. I was going to say, do you have a particular relationship with Vegas? Because I love Las Vegas. I was, this is my first time at Life is Beautiful. I know we talk about festivals a lot. I thought it was a great, it was a well-organized, very beautiful looking tour because old Vegas, which is like the OG Vegas, which has like the neon museum and a lot of like old school Vegasy things is exactly where the festival is. So when you look around, yes. like it just looks like a neon carnival, which is what a lot of other festivals try to like replicate, yes. but it's just naturally there. Like the natural habitat of Vegas exactly. is just like neon signs flashing and stuff. And it looked really cool. It was really pretty. Um, so I enjoyed myself. I don't know how you felt as an artist, but I was like walking around as like a festival goer, just going like, this is nice. I, I dig this. I like Vegas. I can, I like Vegas for like two days. I go two to, to Vegas. Days. Yep. I do like I do everything. I do some gambling. I eat some delicious food. I delicious go to the pool. Food. I see a show or two. That's what I was gonna say. I know you had to run, but me and I were like, stick around, come see a show with us. Cause I love Did you guys see? There's such a cool show scene there, man. I love it. What did you see? Um, we went to go see Absinthe. So Spiegel World is one of these like really cool shout out to Spiegel World. Very uh subversive but sort of very commercial. Uh, extremely lewd, uh, but very fun shows. They have a show called Absinthe. They have a show called Opium. They have a new show called Atomic. And they're all kind of a spin on the Cirque paradigm where you have all this amazing yes. circus shit, but it's laced with like really lewd, raunchy comedy, uh, irreverent shit that kind of makes it a little more 2021 and a little more younger Vegas crowd. Cool. So Absinthe was the first one, but it's comedy, it's music, it's like circus shit. It's kind of a loose narrative and they're all they're just really cool and just the only place where it's you know what it is it's the it's old school vaudeville variety shows and you don't see that you don't consciously go to that kind of shit anywhere else except vegas and every time i see these shows i go like this is so fun and entertaining like i wouldn't yeah. you know you wouldn't think to do this in la or new york but this is where you do it so i i go ham when i go there and i think there's so many cool like i love seeing magicians i love seeing comedians i'm a big proponent of las vegas this is not being in well, i'm not being officially endorsed I don't have an endorsement deal with the city of Las Vegas, but anybody who's never been, I was just telling Terrence before this, like I I've done Vegas from all sides. I've done it as like a 21 year old doing like the hangover, like waking up in a fucking like gutter, like five people in a 20 person room. And it's like just drinking and stupidity and like awful. And I've also done the other side, which I've done more recently, which is like me and Mia, nice hotel, 
Nice spa, oh. great restaurants, a great show, a good pool day. We don't even gamble. And call it a day. And then you go home. And it's fantastic. Two, three days. It's lovely. Get a nice tan. That is nice. I think that, I th- I mean, when I think about the times that I've been to Vegas, there was a very important time that I went to Vegas that kind of changed the trajectory of my life. Oh, go on. Do tell. And it was... So... Before this happened, so in 20, what was this? 20, 2007? Yeah, it must have been 2007. Uh, I was turning 21. I was going to UCLA. And I didn't know, I didn't really know like what, I knew I was in school. I didn't really know like what my life was going to kind of become. I knew that I loved music. I knew that I loved playing music. I knew that I loved acting. I knew that I loved entertaining. But at the time, it didn't really seem like there was a clear-cut path to making any of that happen. So I was really confused. And I was dating someone at the time. He was like, I want to get tickets to go see Prince in Las Vegas. Ooh. For your birthday, because I was turning 21. Did he have a residency or something, or was it just he had a show that was, was there? 3121 Club Baby at the Rio. Wow, that's cool. He was doing a residency, and I had never seen Prince before. That was my first time seeing Prince, and I was obsessed with him. And it was like this, like, Prince, in, in our relationship with my boyfriend at the time, was like, everything we talked about. We we made music together that was like a bad version of Prince. Everything that we thought was cool kind of came from Prince. Like Sheila E, The Time, like all of that. We were obsessed. And we got tickets in January. A month later, I find out that he's been cheating on me. And we break up. I was devastated. I was completely devastated. And within the breakup, I think he thought that he was doing a nice thing by being like, you can have your ticket to go see Prince if you want to go. And I was like, I will be taking that ticket. I was like, I will be taking that ticket. Thank you. Okay. Okay. And so I took the ticket. I drove my ass from Los Angeles. Did you take anybody? Nope. Wait, you went by yourself? By myself. Got myself a hotel room on my birthday, on my 21st birthday. Oh, no. March 14th, 2007. I left at like six in the morning, so I got to Vegas around noon. I checked into my hotel room. Did you not want to take another, like, did he give you both tickets? Nope, just gave me one. He gave you one. He didn't give you the the second one? Nope. Didn't even give me the second one. This guy's an asshole. Oh, no. I don't know if you picked up on this. This guy sucks. Oh, man. That's a... He sucks. Sucks. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's no bueno. Yeah. Was not a good guy. Keep, I mean, we were young, I guess, you know, people are shitty when they're young. Anyway, I was like, I'm not going to let this keep me down. I've never seen Prince before. I check into my hotel room and then I go to the Rio and I wait in line because it wasn't like it was ticketed seats. It was, it was, uh, GA. Yeah. So I wanted to be at the barrier. Right. You want to get up front. You drove I all to get the way to fucking LA, woke up at 7 a.m., your heart is broken, it's your fucking birthday, better be up in the front. Yep. Up front. Yeah, make so this worth your while. 
I ended up meeting a bunch of other hardcore Prince fans in line with me. Made some friends. Right. Easy for you, of course. The show, I think the show opened at like seven. And like the people in line were also really sweet. Like I was a, I'm I'm diabetic. So like I asked, I was like, hey, can you save my space in line? I'm going to go get some food, yada, yada, yada. Everyone was really sweet. And so I finally get into the show and Prince comes on like four hours after Doors. Of course. Yep. And when I tell you, when I tell you he came on stage, I was like right in front of him. I was maybe like arm like arm's length distance away from him. And when I tell you, Darren, I felt like I was floating. That's what it's all about, man. It was a feeling that I'd never felt before. And I I still when I put myself in that when I put myself in that situation and I think about it, like the feeling of it is still very much there. I watched him perform and was like, okay. That is what I want to do. I want to do that. If I can make people feel like the way that Prince makes me feel, even if I get to like a tenth or a fifth of like a or a fiftieth of that, I want to be able to do that. That's what I want to strive for. And after that, that was it. I saw the show. I cried. Well, you weren't kidding. This was a pretty transformative. Uh... And then I went back to my hotel, cried, drove back the next morning by myself. What a roller coaster of it. emotions. I'm glad at least you got the Prince part. F- fucking I did. The, the it was part great. Deserved. And then I saw Prince like 20 times after that because then I was. I and mean, then you would play was, with Prince. I mean. What and a then I played life. on stage with Prince. It was very crazy. It was very, very crazy. You were floating because he was lifting you up to his level. Literally. I mean, that's the feeling, man. That's why we do this. That's that's the I feeling know. we chase. It's the feeling not only that we want, but the one that we want to give back. And when you see moments like that, there is a part of you despite yourself you know even if you you know when you don't want to flatter yourself but you're like you see the parts of yourself that you think either delusionally or not that you can actually contribute to as well you're like okay you're doing a thing that's like connecting people making them feel good i can't do it like you but there are pieces of me that i think can somehow kind of accomplish the same thing yes. and i yes. want to embrace those and honor this feeling you're giving me by trying to give it back through my own version of what you're doing. And it's, yeah, it's, it's like inspiration, delusion, and Nirvana all at one, one wonderful combination. Blind faith. Maybe I was like, I, I guess I, I, I just really, when I think about it, I guess I should be, but I guess I should be thankful that my boyfriend fucked me over because I, maybe I wouldn't, it, maybe it would have been different. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't have happened the way that it did. Who's to say? Who I mean, knows? That's, that's crazy. But I'm glad you got that experience. I mean, those are the moments you remember forever. I mean, although not as sort of emotionally charged, like on a small, I wouldn't say on a small level because I don't want to be reductive of it, but in, in another level, another version, another dimension, it's kind of what I felt when I was watching Green Day. Like you, when, when you go to, back to these shows and you go back to the well of people who really, really inspire you. I'll take it back to Vegas for a second. That's one thing that I, I didn't really realize till later, or, or not later, but but recently in my life. You know, the Vegas residency thing is fucking amazing. Like, I went to go I see know. Celine Dion. She was in her 16th, oh. 16th year of doing this show. And so you used to think, okay, that, that might make you go, oh, how is it going to be any good? It was one of the greatest shows I'd ever seen. I'm sure. Like, you'd think she was at the absolute zenith, the prime 
of her abilities. Like it was extraordinary. And then I go, I think of all the people that have done residencies where I'm like, I, you're telling me that I had the opportunity to see like Elton John, like a, like a four or five hour drive away from me for years. And I didn't go like, what an idiot. Like I get to be alive at the same time as these people. Like, I feel like it's our responsibility, especially being in the, in the performing arts world, like to see these greats while they're, while they're here. Like we live in the same planet and time as these extraordinary human beings. And like, there's an option to like witness them do what makes them great. Like, fuck yeah. Oh, I know. Oh man. Oh, you better believe I'm going to go see Lady Gaga when she's in Vegas. I can't wait. I'm going first chance I get. She comes back. She comes back in two weeks. I can't wait. Yeah. Same. So Gaga, I want to see Gaga. I saw Britney when she was doing her residency. So much fun. Mariah Carey saw when she was doing her residency. So yes, for those things, for for like seeing live music and seeing shows, I think Vegas is like spec the spectacle of it all. It's so fun. Doesn't like no one else. No, there's no other place in the world. Aerosmith had one too that got shut down obviously during the pandemic, but I was like, fucking cool Aerosmith. Hell yeah. I know. There's another band that like you forget how many hits. Like, ugh. Anyway, so big, big fan of that. And there's a cool art scene happening in old Vegas. I think around the stuff with Life is Beautiful, there's a lot of cool bars and avant-garde like performance theater shit. Meow Wolf is like a cool thing that's happening. There's a lot of... I, I could not be a, a higher proponent for, for Vegas because I think it gets caught up in like the debauchery. And like, yes, of course there's that, but like you don't have to do that. Like there's so many... Agreed. Cool, interesting things there that... Agreed. I think, yeah, it's it's definitely taking a turn for something a little more culturally diverse and and really just interest i'm i'm fucking all about it when things are a little safer i think i'll feel better about going to vegas yeah i got you i got you i think i was also super in my head that was like the first time i think i'd been in like such a big crowd of people as well and so oh yeah i didn't i, didn't I personally was like i felt a little anxious but still had a good time again vegas for like two or three days i'm good i can do it I love it. And then after that, I need a vacation from the vacation. I need to like go home and be in my bed. I'd be curious if I dragged you on one of my adventures. I wonder if by the end of it, you would s- stick to what you said earlier about, I appreciate what you said, you know, me, me and me are big adventurers, but I'm always very sensitive to people that, you know, don't necessarily want to do certain things because I don't want to be like, f- you know, like forcing anybody to do stuff. I wonder if I would exhaust you or if no, you would be like, this was you would fun. Not. I don't know. Threaten me with a good time, Darren Chris. Threaten I think I should. Me I think yeah. With next, a good I, time, we should definitely go see one of these shows when because they're starting to come back more and more, and they they're just so much fun. It'd be a lot of fun to go to one of those things and see a magic show. Take me, like take me. Oh, I w- are you kidding me? I love, I love magic. Do you know this about me? I love magic. Magic is a whole other conversation. We can't let's, even get let's into save that. Let's it till next There's week. Too much. Let's talk about magic. Thanks for joining us. Hope it was somewhat interesting. We'll try this again next week. And we'll see what happens. (laughs) Viva Las Vegas, everybody. That Thing I Do is a presentation of Cadence 13 Studios. If you like the show, which I know you do, please be sure to like us, follow us, and leave a glowing review. Thank you for listening to our show. We'll see you next time. Bye.